Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you once again this week. And we are going to be talking about astrology today with a world-renowned astrologer. And it will be a really interesting conversation. So many of us are used to seeing those astrological readings that end up in newspapers or magazines, and we kind of take them for granted or kind of as fun and something just to play with. But how important are our stars and how much are we guided already or how much of a blueprint already exists for us from the date that we are born? And is this something that we can change? On top of that, how does the rest of the world affect our chart? How do other events play into the choices that we can make and whether our chart is something that is destiny, that is fate, or is something that we have a co-creative hand in? My guest today is Shelley Von Strunkel, and she is known for her intelligent and accurate columns on astrology and new era thinking. She is regarded as the world-renowned astrologer, and ever since she created her first astrological column in the Lunday Sunday Times, she's been a proponent of the topical, witty, and upmarket brand of astrology. She is the voice of reason and often in the often confusing field of astrology and related topics, including the power of the mind and spiritual matters. She's considered an accessible expert, and she has a practical spin, which is the result of 30 years of experience working with private com- clients combining astrology and her experience from the business world and alternative techniques to give expert guidance. I'd like to welcome Shelley Von Strunkel to 1111 Talk Radio. Hello. It's lovely to talk to you. It's wonderful to have you, Shelley. And I think a lot of people are intrigued by astrology. Some of us play with it a little bit. Some of us kind of look at it and wonder how accurate it is. And then there are those that really delve deeply into uh, their their astrology and use it very much as a guide. So can you start off first by uh, giving us a slight overview into what became, how this became your passion and how you use it in your life? Well, actually, can I turn it around and say, first of all, because being an astrologer, because I'm, I'm very well known in many parts of the world, so when I travel, people recognize me. And, you know, commenting on the role of astrology first before I talk about how it got into my life, I think because if, when people meet me, they're excited. And it's not just because I'm a face in the newspaper and the magazines, and I am in French Vogue and Chinese Vogue and in Tatler in the United Kingdom, of exciting magazines, but it's actually, I think, in, in popular life, one of the only ways we get to connect with the spiritual. And while it may be very popularized, still, astrology is connected with the sacred sciences, which are so important to many of us. And so, for some people, I'm kind of their only connection with that, with people who may not have begun to read more spiritual material. And so it has a very important role. And um, there does seem to be a reconnection or a resurgence for people to really want to explore more and connect to some of these esoteric sciences as a guide, perhaps for hope, perhaps for guidance, uh, well, perhaps just to have an idea of, of what's really going on in their own life. Well, you know, this is interesting, and this is something that, that 
before we went on air, you and I said we'll talk about later, but I'll just mention it now. I'm actually beginning to do a tour, which will be a world tour. It starts here in England in June and then becomes a national tour in the United Kingdom and will then be in Asia and Australia and eventually the States, which I'm calling the Way Ahead Tour, and it combines this. It takes the platform of God as an astrologer and begins to integrate some of the other ways of thinking because I think what happens is, for those of us who are familiar with this stuff, you go into the, the bookseller's department or you look online at books and you, you see books about various other areas and you may know the authors and so you know what you want to buy. But for people who are new to these areas and they start reading about things, say meditation, which is familiar to many people, they don't really have a starting point. And what these talks are about is about using astrology, which is a, a hook, but also talking about using meditation, visualization, positive thinking. And I think that's going to be the way ahead. And it seems like then these are all connected, that once we can dive into something, and let's say astrology is the, the hook that we, we grasp onto, uh, utilizing some of the other techniques and tools just strengthens that spiritual connection and that knowing of ourself and perhaps our soul journey. Exactly. And see, the, the downside of it is, in many of the newspapers we see, is particularly in the States, and I'll explain why in a second, all you get are those few words, you know, those 50 words per sign, and it doesn't leave a lot of room for much else. And that's because in publications, particularly in the States, the astrology is sold along with the crossword puzzle and the comics. And so you get kind of fortune cookie-sized predictions. But if they're written by a proper astrologer, they will still resonate to the truth that has to do with really the, the cycles of the universe. Funnily enough, I mentioned I just came from a big hotel launch, and there was a vicar there, you know, a, a, um, a reverend. And um, he explained that his great-grandfather had actually built this old building and he then was wondering about astrology because even vicars get curious. And I said, hey, look, in the Bible it says, to everything there is a season, a time to every purpose under heaven. And that's really the core of it, isn't it? So what astrologers do is take that rhythm, which is the positions of the planet, and then correlate that with the 12 types, which are called star signs. And, you know, they're a bit like saying a Texan, a New Yorker, a Los Angelino, someone from Chicago, someone from Oklahoma. They're types. And if I said to you, I have this friend who talks really fast and is really into business, you probably wouldn't think that was the Texan. It probably would be the New Yorker. Yes, that's true. So they're rhythms in nature, and they're 12 types of people. And in so much of life today which is very externally oriented, that is, it's about having stuff, getting stuff, getting there. There's hardly anything that allows us to pause and think about who we are and where we sit in that cycle of nature. That's what astrology does, even the simplest stuff, the daily stars on the newspaper. So let's talk about the daily stars in the newspaper first. Uh, and for someone that's new to it, and perhaps that's all they've seen, mm. if a really good astrologer has written that, that 
uh, let's say, 20-word blurb or 40-word blurb that's in there, then how general is that, and how do we apply that little bit to our life? What do we do with it? Do we go inside? Do we reflect on it? Um, do we just take it for what it is and then see what unfolds during the day? How do we use that little piece first? Well, it, and in a way you just said it, you actually pause. And if it's a, an astrologer is a good writer, even in a few words, they'll say something that's going to just pique that little reflective moment. You think, oh, you know, I never thought about that about myself. Oh, I realize I do that sometimes. And that's the key. And again, for many people, it's the only moment of reflection they have in a day that's otherwise full of outside stimulation. And at some point, it may make that person then think a little bit more and investigate a little more deeply. And that's part of it. I mean, certainly, when I started in this work, um, I, by the way, my, I grew up in Hollywood. Yes, I live in London, but I have an American accent because I grew up in the States. I grew up in Hollywood. And um, my background is in marketing. But I was fascinated by everything, everything spiritual. Astrology was only part of it. But that gradually took over, and I began working as a consulting astrologer, seeing people's charts. And people would actually come to me because they'd read a column and it had been so informative and so reflective that they thought, well, hey, you know, if this column is like that, then let me talk to a real person. Sure. And so what happened is then I went the other way around and I was thinking, you know, I, as I learned more about astrology, I realized that it, its image in the public just wasn't what it could be. People had no idea what a fine tool it is for self-awareness for understanding your partner, for understanding your kids, for understanding the world. And I thought, I have a marketing background, see if I could figure out how to improve on it. I thought, well, probably the best way would be in print. So I set out to train myself to be a journalistic astrologer. And now I'm read every day by I don't know how many millions of readers around the world. And I have the... the the great grace and gift of being able to communicate that with them, and I get great feedback. And again, it often leads to greater depth, as it did initially when I was working as a consultant. So often, it's the first stepping stone to personal introspection and then to examining a larger world. It's a wonderful tool. But the other part of it, which I think is important too, is to see where the, the individual unit of a, a, an astrological reading in the newspaper is, it, where it sits. Now, we all know that there's a bunch of medical columns in newspapers, and you, you read them, and sometimes it makes no sense, and sometimes it's, you read it and it's relevant. You think, oh, my goodness, you know, I, I've experienced that. Now I understand why it works that way. But you also know... If you need treatment, then you might actually go to a doctor so you know that there's a specialist you could go to. With astrology, it's the same thing. You read about yourself in the column, but similarly, there is an astrologer you can go to. 
And for many people, I think, and this is a good conversation for us to have, they don't actually know how to find one. Now, so if when, you want to know more. And when do? someone is reading astrology or having a reading uh, done on themselves, part of that work or part of that awareness comes from the introspection, and some of it is intuitive. How much of astrology is intuitive for the person such as yourself, or is it really all science? Well, there's sort of three parts, and if I can use the sort of doctor image again, because it's an easier one. Uh, when a doctor goes to medical school, they learn medical techniques. They learn about the body. They learn science. They learn about tests and how they can report uh, about your body. So like with a blood test, you know, they come out with those columns of all those numbers you can't read, but they make sense to them. And then they tell you about them, and some of them do it in a very eloquent way, and some of them do it in a way you still don't understand. So similarly with astrologers, they will all use the same format, which is a chart or horoscope, which is a picture of where the planets were on a particular moment in time. If it's your chart, it's the date, time, and place you were born. And a horoscope actually means our picture. So it's a snapshot of the planet when you were born. That's and we're going to continue this part, um, Shelley, when we get back from commercial break. They are cueing me. My guest today is the world-renowned astrologer, Shelley Von Strunkel. She is an amazing gift to millions of readers all over the world as she brings forth her wisdom and her knowledge about astrology and predictions that she has for the many signs and the many times that we are going through. You can connect with her at ShelleyVonStrunkel.com, and also you can find out more about the tour that is going to be taking place that is uh, called The Way Ahead, and this is a worldwide tour that is going to be taking place beginning in the U.K. We will discuss more about astrology, what it means in your life, and how you can connect to the appropriate astrologer for you when we come back. The 1111 Magazine current issue is now on stands. It has just been released, and you can see some amazing interviews with Marianne Williamson, Byron Katie, and many others as you discover how to be the change in your own life, your life purpose life, and your personal introspective life. We'll be right back with Shelley Von Strunkel. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Shelley Von Strunkel was born and raised in Hollywood, and although she was born and raised amongst the stars, this was just symbolic that she was going to have a life where she guided millions of people through the science and spirituality of the stars. She is the world-renowned astrologer that has been that is written up and has columns in many, many magazines and newspapers around the world, including in Europe, Australia, Asia, South China, India, all over the world. And she travels, she speaks, she has clients, and provides her wisdom and assistance to individuals, whether on a one-to-one basis or through her work. Uh, on world tours such as the Way Ahead tour, which is going to be taking place very soon, beginning in the U.K., in addition to all of the columns that she provides information for. Shelley, welcome back. We were talking about that an astrologer uses three particular tools, and one of those was um, the chart or the format, and the second was a kind of a picture where the planets are that illustrates the date and the time and the place that a person was born. What was the third in that? And that's actually the, the ability to communicate. Because, of course, you can have the most fantastic chart in the world, but, uh, and this is the same thing I was using the model of a doctor. Now, if a doctor can't communicate with a patient, they're not too helpful. And so similarly, the ability to transform the symbols on that chart into something that's meaningful to the client is a tremendously important thing. And that's really the gift of a good astrologer. Now, I'd also point out when someone has their chart done, because nowadays it's pretty easy to do it online. You get your birth information, type it into the computer, and either something comes up on screen or it's printed out. While charts are generally correct, that is, there are many programs for them, and they're unlikely to be wrong. But interpretation can be very wide, and it's, it's important for an individual who gets a chart, particularly from a computer, 
but really also, if they go to see an astrologer, to evaluate how they feel about that information. Because the way it's written up is as much part of the nature of the interpreter as it is part of the nature of the chart. And this is a little bit where we get into the area of free will and destiny. Because in the old days, it was believed that astrology basically predicted what would happen. I mean, that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your chart said that. And, um, that many people will know about Nostradamus, the very famous guy who wrote in the 1400s and predicted a lot of things that are actually still coming true. And it kind of makes it sound like, uh, well, that's it. This is your destiny. But I knew the woman who was one of his greatest translators, and I asked how much of what he wrote was correct. And she said, maybe 25%. And she also said what Nostradamus taught us is that you ignore a, a prophet at your peril, but not because it will become true, but because you need to pay attention to what might happen. So with astrology, as is so much in life, this isn't about what's going to happen to you, a fixed destiny. It's about what you need to learn. And often what astrology can do is define a lesson for you very clearly. Now, this doesn't mean you're entirely happy to hear it. It's like, oh, no, that's the last thing I want to deal with. But once it's defined, then you do know what you've got to deal with. And it's a bit like deciding after the holidays if you've eaten too much. Oh, if I want to zip those jeans up, I've got to go on a diet. There are certain things in life we need to know about. So astrology isn't about a fixed destiny that's going to come and hit you alongside the head. It's about cycles in your own life, which if we use our self-discipline and self-awareness, we can make the best of. Now, Shelley, when when you talk about the free will and the destiny, Mm. is there a way to alter our charts based on the amount of awareness that we have, based on us changing our own rhythms and cycles in terms of the patterns and beliefs we have or the emotional state or the mindset, is, is that something that's so fixed and it's more of a guide, or can we really co-create and alter those stars, so to speak, for ourselves? You don't alter the, the chart. I mean, that's what you started out with. So, like, if you're a five foot four blonde, you ain't going to turn into a five foot ten brunette. However, what you can do if you're a four foot ten blonde who thinks you're a little too hippie, a little too broad in the beam, then you can exercise. You can work with what you have. So, what the chart really is is a pattern for growth. And I believe very deeply that. A soul chooses the time and place they're born. And the chart is a mirror of that soul's purpose in this life. And therefore, the stuff that seems really hard when you're young, oh, I'll never learn to do that, oh, God, that's so tough, actually later becomes a skill. So it's not that you change the chart, but you change the relationship with the destiny that chart portrays. And every time you do that, you gain power and strength. So With what you... Is a, is a, sorry, it's just like a spiritual version of going to the gym. Sure. And with what you've just said then, it seems to me that most people, when they do access someone uh, that is an astrologer or even an, or an intuitive or a psychic, 
what they're trying to look for is all of the silver linings and the good and all of the greatness that's going to happen in their lives. But it almost seems as if we need to really search out what the obstacles are going to be because that's where the lesson is. That's where the cycle that we need to look at might be. And that's probably the place that we can create the change. Yeah, it's true that the the trick is to, to balance the two. I mean, people go... Um, for, for reassurance, I think, to be told everything will be okay. But life isn't always okay. There are challenging things. And a really good astrologer will tell you the challenges you'll be facing, but also point out the tools in your nature that you have to deal with. Them. And yeah, sometimes it'll be a stretch. But then they'll also point out how you'll benefit from that stretch. And give some information about the length of the cycle. Give some suggestions of specific ways that that growing can occur. So it's really kind of like having a, a roadmap and a coach. And so in that sense, the astrologer is the coach because they'll gently point out your weaknesses, but also point out your strengths, in which those strengths can be used at those challenging moments. And that's the trick of it. Now, you've touched on the fact that we as souls, we create the time and the place, and in a sense, we we choose our astrology or our map for our life as to what we're going to experience. Do other things have an astrology, such as, uh, let's say, states or buildings or uh, even documents? Can they have a pattern? And if so, then when we're planning to do something in our life, like start a business, uh, can we really alter the course of what would occur based on when we choose to begin that? You know, that, the question you asked is, is a, a, there's a real argument with this because some people say absolutely the, the business occurs because of that moment. And in fact, the astrologer who worked with Nancy Reagan uh, actually believed that. She believed that the, the minute and the second that Air Force One took off actually determined the results of a summit meeting, whereas other astrologers take the view that there's a concurrence of energies there of the individual mm-hmm. and of the moment in time, and that each has an effect. And I tend to be of the latter. And these are two different points of view. Uh, the former, that is, the moment absolutely dictates the outcome of an event, tends to be more prominent in Asia. Okay. The, the other tends to be more common in the West, where we tend to believe more in free will. My guest today is Shelley Von Strunkel. She's a world-renowned astrologer, and we are speaking today not just about the basics of astrology, but what this really means for you in your life, how accessing a specialist in astrology can assist you in identifying the cycles and the rhythms so that you can create greater and greater awareness and change on a conscious level as you continue your spiritual journey. As we continue, we're going to discuss the connection between the metaphysical and astrology, between science and spirituality, and what all of this means when we speak about moving from the Piscean Age into the Aquarian Age. 
You can connect with Shelley Von Strunkel at ShelleyVonStrunkel.com, and that is S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-V-O-N-S-T-R-U-N-C-K-E-L.com. And you can also find out more on her website about the Way Ahead Tour, which is going to be a worldwide tour uh, beginning very, very soon. We'll be right back with Shelley Von Strunkel. Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. You need to schedule a bone We'll need to perform a surgery. After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Shelley Von Strunkel, world astrologer, is a frequent and popular guest on radio and television. A particular strength is an astrological analysis of current trends and news and political personalities. Appearances have ranged from ABC and NBC in the United States to BBC Domestic and World Service, ITV and Channel 9 in Australia, to debates and discussion shows. She writes daily, weekly, and monthly columns and has been seen in everything from the Lunday Sun. London Sunday Times to newspapers and magazines widely published in Europe, the Middle East, Australia, Asia, notably Hong Kong and South China Morning Post, the Gulf News, Tatler, French and Chinese Vogue, and others. We are really honored to have her here and under, to be able to understand a little more depth when it comes to astrology so that we can take it from being the experience that's on the page next to the crossword puzzle and the comics and turning it into a tool of self-awareness and self-realization by allowing us to know our own map and 
our own stars more deeply in terms of the choices, the rhythms, and the patterns that we have going on in our own life. Shelley, it also seems very much to me that uh, as we start to look at astrology, a lot of people have questions as to um, what the Aquarian age means, what what this this jaunt from the Piscean age into the Aquarian means, and then also this newly rising planet that we now have. How does that shift all of us in terms of the signs we've always known ourselves to be, and into are we moving now into a different sign, or, or how do we work with that? Well, let me do the simple one first, which is this new, and it's a new sign is meant to be Ulfricus, and and I'm going to put it in very very simple terms. It's rubbish. <laughs> Basically, what happened was some um, astronomers, that is the scientists who study the stars, were looking at the constellations. Now, many people don't realize that the signs we use, Aries, Taurus, Cancer, Libra, and so forth, are actually constellations in a belt across which the planets move in the heavens. And they go in order. But if you look at the a drawing of the heavens, the signs aren't very neat. You've got feet sticking out in various places and with the crab's claw and the scorpion's tail. And there's a constellation called Ophicus, which is wedged between up there where Libra and Scorpio are. And so some astronomer who knows nothing about astrology suddenly decided that that should be claimed as a star sign. Wrong, because actually the signs are based on the seasons. Aries is the beginning of spring. Cancer is the beginning of summer. Libra is the beginning of autumn. Capricorn is the beginning of winter in the northern hemisphere. And it has nothing to do with the shape of the constellations. And even if it did, if we ignored Ulfricus, then Virgo would be teeny and skinny because that's the shape of the constellation. And Capricorn would be really big because that's the shape of that constellation. So what it was was an astronomer who, who blessed them, really didn't know anything, and has caused a lot of confusion. So, so for those of individuals who are thinking that they're another sign, you may return to your original birth sign. Well, that makes me very excited because I've always loved being a Pisces, and I would like to continue to be one. <laughs> right. now, and- so deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, probably another question that people have, and I'm, we're going to go back to that Aquarian age question in a second, but another question that people might have is uh, we go into retrograde, and it does seem like everything stops working. The computers stop working. The technology stops working. Things seem to slow down. Why do planets going into retrograde affect us so much? It is amazing, isn't it? And I have to say those who... who They say, well, I don't believe much in astrology, but boy, I know about those planets being retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, this is part of the, the, I'm going to call it a mystical relationship we have with the heavens. Because, you know, it says um, in the Bible, as above, so below, and I think it's a really interesting way of looking at it. Actually, all of the heavenly bodies, with the exception of the sun and moon, are retrograde from time to time. We just notice the retrograde period of Mercury, most because it's a planet of communication. So when it appears to be moving backwards in the heavens, which it does between two and four times each year, usually for 22 days, we notice that there's a relationship where things seem to be moving backwards a bit here on Earth as well. 
But all of the rest of Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, all move backwards for a period of time as well. It's just we all have to communicate. And when it's not working, when the computer isn't working, when the phone isn't working, when you can't find your keys, it does seem to happen more when Mercury is retrograde. Well, and if you're saying this is about communication, that brings to mind relationships. So is there a deeper spiritual uh, connection there that we are to really work on our communication and relationships during those periods uh, rather than getting frustrated at our computer and our telephone when it doesn't work? Are we supposed to really just look around our lives and say, okay, let me fix the communication in my life in this moment? Well, again, actually what I find when Mercury's retrograde is often what comes up. I mean, if you'll take that next step, you know, beyond aggravation and look at the source of the problem, like I really should have filed those things and I wouldn't be having problems finding this if I'd done what I should have done, Hmm. or the mistake that you're dealing with, if you trail it back to something, then you'll find an error in the past. Because I've found some people say, oh, everything's going to be bad because Mercury's retrograde. No, it's actually, you'll just discover what you should have done before. So really, it's very often about a discovery. And I think when we take that approach, then it's also more positive. Yes, and it's about personal responsibility and really knowing ourselves and seeing ourselves in how we do things. Yeah, afraid so. I mean, one of the stages when people get a, a little interested in astrology is that stage at which you wish to shake your fist at the planet. If it weren't for you, you wretched Saturn, everything would be fine. Um, but probably not. Probably, actually, um, if you had dealt with X, Y, or Z, then everything would be fine. However, it's part of the process of learning, isn't it? And that's the great thing. When I said earlier that a really good session with an astrologer is like a session with a coach, in that you've got someone who's on your side and who's pointing out what you need to learn and what you need to deal with. And that's really what it is. So similarly in the relationship with the planets, and another one, of course, is the full moon. People getting edgy and perhaps a bit nutty at the full moon and then blaming the full moon. Well, no, let's just say this is a time when we get an opportunity to learn more about our own feelings and vulnerabilities and about those of others. Now, I know that the North Node is a particular part of our chart that really illustrates what we're here to learn in our lives. Are there certain parts of the chart that when we're having uh, a coaching session or or a chart analysis with an astrologer that we need to take particular note of, you know, perhaps the the sun sign or the the, where a certain particular piece of the chart is is very heavy. Can you tell us what we need to look for when we're sitting in a a session with you? You know, I I wouldn't tend to talk about the terms, for instance, the north node, which is um, the, the point at which an eclipse would take place in, in your chart. Um, because the most important thing for me is the communication and getting the message across. And I think if, if an individual is talking to an astrologer that's on the phone or in person, and they're bewildered by what the astrologer is saying, it's important to keep asking questions until the message is very clear. Uh, because astrologers sometimes do tend to speak in their own lingo. Yes. And the jargon can be a little bit confusing. But the message is really important. And sometimes the person will be wrestling with something that's one of their own blind spots. And 
So they need to work together, the astrologer and the individual, to overcome that. And sometimes the tussle in that is the important thing for them both. And great stuff can come out of that. But what it is varies, because some people will get very hung up on a certain planet, Mercury or Venus, which is relationship and love, and so forth. That's terribly important, or Saturn for success. But actually, it's understanding it. So I think the dialogue between the astrologer and the client is, uh, is core to the success. Now, when you speak about the romantic love, you wrote a very interesting article that is on your website, which is ShellyVonStrunkel.com, and it had to do with the death of romantic love. And so many people, when they go to an astrologer, one of the big questions, uh, probably aside from money and success, would be love or relationship. So talk a little bit about the reason for this change and what, that, what you really meant by that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 so funny. It really is true. I remember being on an airplane flight once, and I'd been a long time ago when you would give up to the cockpit, and it was a long flight, and I'm standing with the pilots about this and that, and then went back to my seat, and then the pilot came back out, and he said, "There's one thing I forgot to ask you." We had this long conversation. He said, "I'm a Scorpio. What sign is good for me?" <laughs> okay. So you see, it's it's one of those questions that's so important for everybody. However, what the chart reveals and, in fact, what we each need to learn is how to give love before we get it. And sometimes Venus in our own chart is about our our own path. Another part of this, and this is what we're talking about in the shift from the previous age, which is the Piscean age to the Aquarian age, is the changing roles, the changing structure in society. One of those changes has to do with changes in the gender roles and relationships. Of course, we've seen this going on in society anyway. More women going to work, what they're calling the metrosexual male, the male who is is more gentle, less less aggressively masculine. So the roles are changing a great deal, which means that how we relate to each other is changing. There aren't as many rules. When there were rules, it was a little easier because you could do things on I'm going to have you continue that conversation, Shelley, when we return from this commercial break. I'm with Shelley Von Strunkel, world-renowned astrologer, written up in daily, weekly, and monthly columns around the world, and now beginning a world tour entitled The Way Ahead. You can connect with her at ShelleyVonStrunkel.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-V-O-N-S-T-R-U-N. CKEL.com. Also, get out to the Barnes and Noble or the Chapters bookstores and pick up your copy of 1111 Magazine. It's a powerful issue on being the change and conscious business so that you can go and allow the beingness of you to also integrate with the doingness of you because we need both sides to actually be who we're meant to be on the planet and put forward our life mission and our purpose. You can also order subscriptions for print or online editions at one. 111mag.com. We'll be right back with Shelley Von Strunkel. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. 
Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I'd like to thank everyone for supporting 1111 Magazine. We are receiving the 2011 Nautilus Award in New York City at the end of this month, and it is a prestigious honor as uh, the award has never been given to a magazine before, and so thank you very much for that. We've also hit the number one spot on the network, and I appreciate you continually listening to the show and sharing it with your friends, so please continue to do so. Download all of the shows for free on iTunes as well as any of the mp3s off of the site my guest today is Shelley von strunkel and she is the world-renowned astrologer that has brought a really practical approach to astrology for us today in in her website you can find a lot of articles and other information and i was really moved by the article about the death of romantic love and how we're moving into the aquarian age and what she writes is that the aquarian age love lends romance a different hue it's no longer an addition which leaves the individual helpless there's instead mutual support and regard there are room for options and the sexual roles have been equalized in couples or several individuals and this is to say that romances will be limited to two people 
who knows? It may be a male who stays at home tending to offspring while women are the breadwinners. It's an opportunity to really step into power and step into choice. The old romance may be vanishing in the Aquarian age. Men and women, men and women will be equal. So, Shelley, it seems as if this death of romantic love is actually the birth of something more powerful. Yeah, and it, you know, it's interesting also because many people still grow up with this notion that you'll meet the in inverted commas right person. I'm looking for the right person. A lot of this goes on online, and. The fact is that the connection with anybody is a result, first of all, of the work you've done on yourself and knowing yourself. And secondly, learning the skill of communicating with another person. I mean, and I have to say also this applies to friendship and family relationships as well. But it's most charged in the area of relationship because there is still this fantasy of someday my prince or princess will come. And um, someday they will, but what you do in the meanwhile is rather important. And it is precisely that. I just spent time working with a fabulous woman who is giving me um, coaching in social media about exactly this. An incredibly educated, brilliant woman who's still waiting for her prince to come. And um, I just said, you've got to create the life that that prince will want to walk into. But she thought, and she got the guy, then magically the rest of her life would be okay. This is part of the difference from the old Piscean age in which it was believed that something outside of us would fix things. The guy would come and fix everything. The perfect job would come and we'd never have any other problems. To the Aquarian age where we begin to take our own power. And we see this in so many areas. For instance, I spoke earlier about going to the doctor. In the old medical model, you went to the doctor, and the doctor assessed your health and then told you what you needed. Nowadays, if you go to the doctor, the doctor says, okay, now tell me what you're doing about your health. Um, are you exercising? Uh, what, uh, what sort of diet are you doing? Now, it's assumed that the patient will already have taken charge of looking after their health. And so the doctor then becomes a partner in that individual's well-being. And in many cases in life, we're seeing this shift. And that's part of this new era. Um, you've mentioned the talks I'm going to be giving, the Way Ahead talk. Yeah. And for people who won't be able to come to see them in London, they will be recorded and um, they'll be on YouTube. Oh, wonderful. And in these, I talk about this. I mean, I'm just giving you little snapshots of the, the changes that are taking place. Some of them are obvious and really welcome. It's like, oh, what a relief now that we no longer have to wait for this person outside of us to make a decision about our own lives. But in other areas, some of the changes are a little unsettling or perhaps even a bit scary. If you have an understanding of the big picture, then you feel much more comfortable with them, and that's really what I'm talking about. There hasn't been that much in media about this side of astrology, which is really where it came from. I mean, many people don't realize that the, 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 the horoscopes we started talking about, they only started in 1930. Mm. Before then, it was about the bigger picture. So this is what I'm going back to, and it allows us to understand the changes which are taking place. Uh, we're going from basically a hierarchy to a meritocracy. 
with all of the changes that that brings. Freedom on one hand, but responsibility on another. And one part of that is the change in relationships. You know, it used to be you linked up with somebody who was a good bit socially. Now there's so many more elements. So it's a lot more work, but what you get is a lot deeper. Well, and when you're talking about how we're moving forward in relationships, is it good for us to allow charts to be layered over one another? Can we notice things in that way? Or um, even with our children? Again, it's a fantastic tool, but this is the trick. There's a tendency for us to look and say, will it be okay? Just to to want the astrologer to kind of give it the blessing and say, you're going to be happy forever. I don't think that's too likely with anybody. We all have things to work on. But what can happen is you can learn to understand what makes the other person tick. And when they do do those things that are aggravating, they ask, well, you know, that's just their way of thinking, their way of communicating. And either to work around it or to negotiate between the two of you. And this is where astrology is incredibly useful to help individuals learn how to negotiate. Obviously, this applies to partners, but it also applies to family members who would often like to kill each other or (laughs) colleagues who just don't understand what the other is doing. This is where it's such a brilliant tool. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to go from just being a consultant out into public so that people would begin to use it that way. And certainly on my website, there are available charts for relationships. I mean, many astrologers offer these. I've handpicked the best ones, I hope. Oh, I hear the music again. (laughs) And it has been an honor and a privilege to have you on, Shelley. My guest is Shelley Von Strunkel, and she is a world-renowned astrologer. You can connect to her at ShelleyVonStrunkel.com. She does have available some amazing things on her website, so if you are wanting some um, guided readings that are personal or even want to access some of the charts that are on there, definitely visit her website and find out more about her and connect also to the Way Ahead Tour, whether it is in person or whether it is via YouTube. It is an opportunity for you to discover more and more about this tool, how to utilize it in your own life, on your own soul journey, and how to access greater and greater awareness about yourself so that you can be the powerful person intended when you chose those dates to join this planet. My um, pleasure being with you this week. I look forward to having another great guest next week. And until then, be well. stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.